Hey, it's Arrow inside the LA Productions.us studio, unplugged and totally uncut with Chef Edward Lee. The name of the book, Buttermilk Graffiti, Beneath Every Recipe is a Complex Tale of History, Family, and Time. Thank you for finally saying that, that it's not just food. No, it's not. And and I think part of this, this you know, revelation that I had with writing this book, and, and there's no pictures of food in this book, because I really wanted people to read the stories, get into the people and the stories, and really sometimes to understand a food, you have to step out of the kitchen, and, and you really have to, like, investigate the people and the culture and the surroundings and all these things that sometimes have nothing to do with food. Um, but it makes... It informs the dish, and it actually makes the food taste better. Did you get out into the fields during your research? And what I mean by that is I'm from the state of Montana, and what I would love to do all the time is that before we'd cook dinner, I'd go out into the into the cornfield, or I'd go out into the potato orchard and all that kind of stuff, and I, I'd pull from the ground and eat it fresh there first. Did you get to do that kind of stuff? I do that all the time in, in, in Kentucky, where I live, because um, we're, we're, we're near the farms, and I love doing I love seeing the, the, the roots of things. And from an, uh, a cuisine standpoint, I do that with my restaurants. And for this project, um, with this book, I really wanted to do that with other people's cuisines. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean sort of like sort of mom-and-pop food shops, the ethnic shops, the hole-in-the-wall places all across America. And I wanted to not just, you know, like we all know the place, right? There's a $2 taco shop that makes the best tacos in town or a place where you can get the, these lamb kebabs that are amazing. And, and we all know these places exist and we go there, but sometimes we don't stop and just sit there and look at the food and the people behind it and ask to tell their stories and why this place exists and how they got there. Um, and when I first started writing the book, I worried that maybe there wouldn't be enough stories or people who didn't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised that not only did they want to open up and tell me these stories, but these stories turned out to be incredible, like heartbreaking and tragic mm-hmm. and triumphant and wonderful. Um, but that they they were warm and inviting and lovely and and it it really made the experience and the food I learned so much more about the food and have so much more respect for it after I sat down and talked with these people. Well, you opened up my eyes and heart when, when you when you flat out said that food can be a bridge and that it's actually bringing different parts of the world together. It is, you know, and listen in, in this context and, and where we live in today, there's. So so much of a focus on how we're different. And and what I really love about food is it starts with how we're the same, right? You, we, we can come from different backgrounds and have different beliefs and have different sporting teams that we root for, but we can all agree that fried chicken is the best. <laughs> or we can all agree that, that, that we love a taco and beer. And it really brings us back to this very simple and maybe a naive or innocent notion that we are really more alike than we are different. And, and and that very big statement can start with a very small or gentle conversation about, hey, we also love fried chicken or we also love white clam pizza. And if we start there, we can start to have more civil and more complex conversations about, well, how different are we really? You know, if, if we both love to chow down on, 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 you know, tacos and kebabs, how different can we really be inside, you know, underneath our skins? I, and that's a conversation that, that I love to have 
at a table full of great food, full of great people. I'd, I'd love to see a future book come out of, from you uh, based on the different styles and flavors of chicken. Because down here in the South, dude, you can walk 10 feet and it's completely different fried chicken. Mm-hmm. And they're all good. And you know, the funny thing about it is we will argue night and day about which is better or, you know, it's better. But the bottom line is they're all good. Even, and, and I have this theory, like my favorite is gas station fried chicken. Yes. You know, and, and, and they're all good. Yeah, they're, some are better than others and some are, you know, triumphant, but they're all, there's no, there's very few bad fried chicken I've had. Yeah. Um and and you know it's 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 a funny debate, um, but again it's it's like we we can all agree on this thing, um, and and I think it's 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 a discussion that that it's fun, and and it comes from a place of joy, um, but it also can lead to more you know heartfelt and deeper discussions about identity, about who we are as Americans, and about where we're going. Over the past 20 years, fast food has infected the entire world. Is that really going to change things up when it comes to family traditions, when it comes to dinner and things that we're having for breakfast? You know, I think um, there's always sort of this push and pull, right? There's always this pull towards convenience, and then there's a push back towards, like, I want to get back to something that feels more real. Uh, and I think we're in a stage right now where, you know, fast food's always going to exist. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm, I'm like, I, I like a big Mac Mountain as much as anyone. But there is this push right now to go back to cooking, to go back to like recipes, to go back to like finding out what what your grandma and your grandparents did or what your great grandmothers ate and how they got here. And, and, And there's no reason why we can't have a society that has both. I'm not saying cook every meal at home, right. but I'm also saying don't eat every meal at a fast food restaurant either. Um, there are times when we have to sit down um, and just feel what it feels like to stir a pot for two hours, uh, um, you know, to cut up a chicken, you know, raw chicken from scratch. Um, those things are really important, and not just because we're home cooking, because it makes us it connects us back to a time to a generation that that is well beyond us now and we need to know where we came from in order to know where we're going the book we're talking about is buttermilk graffiti so in doing your research when you sat with people that were cooking at home or even little family operations restaurants and things like that the food the food created the conversation that had to have inspired you when they would tell you that Oh, it was, it was, I, I, I would get goosebumps sitting there. Um, and, and, you know, just hearing these stories, I remember one um, gentleman who was cooking Cambodian food was talking, and I, I was just said, hey, where'd you get these recipes? And, you know, how do you know how to cook this food? And he started telling me about his life and how his father was uh, murdered when he was 12 from, from, you know, an opposing, you know, military camp, and he was thrown into a labor camp, and they had to escape and run to Thailand and get on a boat, and, and, and you know, and when he was all, when he was 12, and, and, you know, of course, five minutes into it, I'm crying, he's crying, <laughs> sitting there, and, and, these are stories that 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 I just you know they're so unexpected you know and it all starts with food and and I what I love about food is whenever I taste something that excites me mm-hmm. 
I feel like the journey just starts. <laughs> and then I want to talk to the person who made this food. Yeah. And I, all of a sudden, I, I go, I need to know who you are. Why'd you do this? What's your childhood like? What, what happened that you know how to make this food? Or why do you make the best version of this dish that I've had a million times before? Um, that, that, to me, there's nothing more exciting than that. That we have a restaurant here in Charlotte, and you can sit in the kitchen and watch the chefs. That is the greatest entertainment on the planet. It, it truly is. Um, and, and that passion is so contagious. And, and, and that, you know, there's something about food that is, is sort of right in the middle. It, it like part of it is innovation yep. and it kind of makes you see things going forward. But the other part of it is like has one foot in the past and you're seeing how things, people did things in the past. And, and, and I think the best foods on the planet are the foods that not only taste good, but make you think, oh. make you think about who you are and make you think about that. And, and, and that's what great chefs do.